mic check. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. Yeah, I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rare room. room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. I, did, I got that right that time. You're you so, see that? You're so perky. <laughs> <laughs> I change it all the time. Dude. Your That's energy is shit. just so up right I'm now. Like, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I just took a drink of my little, uh, my little gin and juice. Aww. No, Got I'm some kidding. electrolytes in there from yeah. your Gatorade. It's my little protein drink. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Keep my little pump on. Good, good for you. You know. Good for you. Anyway, so check it out. <laughs> y'all listen to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 100. 100. There you go. 100% people. See that? I'm on my game. See? I got to direct this bit sometime. I got to let her know. <laughs> I messed it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I was there today. So, yo, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always writing, um, the craft. What else we got? Uh, story. What the hell is a story? What's a story? I don't know what a story, story. is. You know what? Story <laughs> makes the world go round. The story <laughs> of Noah. Right. Stories are just, they're just epic. You have to have, mm-hmm. if we didn't, we wouldn't have civilizations without stories. Seriously, we would not have okay. civilization without stories because you need stories to remind you what we did to survive the last time. <laughs> so, look. You might not want to eat those red berries. <laughs> <laughs> so, y'all heard her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolakaja. We call her AKA the what? Street nerdist. Why are we calling you that? Oh, because I can be street when I need to and be. And what else you is? And what I'm else you is? I'm just very nerdy. <laughs> I ride nerdy sometimes. She's one of them Comic Con girls, okay? She got her platinum um, card over there. She'd be over there every year. You know, a, a couple of years I had to take a little break because it got a little too big. Did it? And so, you know, but I. I but you're back I, in I'm, effect I'm, now, I'm, right? I'm happy. I can go to brunch. And get a seat at the table now. <laughs> now I don't know who you is. You don't have to wait in line. I don't no have more. to. I can go to my spots downtown <laughs> on the gas lamp quite quite freely and happily now. <laughs> I'm thankful for people visiting. But uh-huh. Get the hell out, and we'll see you next year. Have you been, Stephen? I have been. It, it, it's gotten much much bigger. So it's, and, uh, it's and, monstrous, people. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, we have a three year old now, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit harder to escape down to San Diego sure. for things. Sure. But uh, uh, yeah, I think I love Comic Con. I think right. it's a great experience every right. time you get get down there. So okay. except for when Hollywood, like you trying to, I'm trying to get some some first issues of some comic books from like <laughs> like I was trying to get <laughs> true story. Trying to get some little Lulu comic books for my mom. Mom likes, you know what? They have a little little Lulu group that gets together every year at Comic Con. And I try to find some issues for, and Hollywood is, it's just, Hollywood's just like a big pimp down there at the Comic Con. Like literally, you're trying to get, it's a film market. You're trying to get something and they walk on you, they leave their footprints on your back. You're just trying to get your stuff and they, these ginormous bags and they, they, Mm -hmm. people fighting about putting bags within other bags to advertise their product. I'm just trying to get Lulu for my mama. So y'all getting merch for free and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they give so much stuff. You know, I mean, most of it's crappy. But it's fun to get stuff. No, you don't realize. No, no. At the time that you're getting it, mm-hmm. like it's like you, you, you know this. You know, yeah. Steve. You get such a high when you're there, and you're so excited, and there's there's stuff, and there's people, and there's cosplay. It's so exciting, and mm-hmm. you they give you stuff, and you take it. And you're like, oh, I just, and you get home, you're like, oh. This, that was it? This, Not so much. This wasn't. <laughs> it was cute and shiny when I got it. I thought it was yeah. something. It was, okay, never mind. <laughs> so, audience, y'all hear us. We silly, as usual. That's how we do it here in the rant room. As you hear, I'm your boy, Hilliard Guest. So, yo, if you're grown, let's get it in. So, we got my man here. 
from Screenplay Festival and a whole bunch of other places. My man, Stephen Daniels. Hello. TV and film writer. TV and film writer. So, a little, little bit of everything. So you direct too? You do everything? I have directed, and then someone said, you know, maybe you should be a writer. <laughs> 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 I love that honesty, though. That's what's up. Like, Everybody else in LA be... got an ego. That's, That's some okay. real shit. That's okay. That's good. That's <laughs> good. So, um, my man comes from, um, I put it out there. We had a few weeks ago, we had um, Rick Reynolds on from Screenplay Festival. And I put it out there to him that we would allow um, for our, well, I said, I just put it out there that whenever he has like winners or honorable mention winners that, you know, have them submit to me and, you know, I'll bring them on the show, you know, to help promote them and to, you know, because I love that competition. Right. You know, they were good to me. So I'm like, let me give it back. Yeah. So it's great competition. Steven, you're the first guy. From the whole competition that I'm bringing on. I'm honored. You know what I mean? You're the man <laughs> sitting next to the man. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the first guy to come here and sit in the, in the writer's seat with us, you know, and uh, have some fun with us. Let's talk about writing, you know. Sounds great. Talk about you, what okay. you do. Okay. All right. So where are you from? I'm originally from Kentucky. Came yeah. out, uh, I think, around 94 to uh, uh, go to CalArts, get my master's okay. in film. Mm-hmm. Um, been uh, Did my uh, directing a moment with uh, my thesis film and that's where everybody went you know is that a short it was a short mm-hmm. and uh a lot of people were like well the film's not that great but the script's really strong okay. so and uh so i just kind of they said you know, should really be focusing on your writing mm-hmm. and so that's when i started working on uh on doing a lot of different writing and uh been venturing into television film comedy drama just kind of what whatever uh interests me at the time so mm-hmm. Now you make a good you make a comment in your in your bio, which I think is very cute. I'm gonna quote you. You say I'm one of the writers that's been on the verge for a while. Now Lisa and I can relate to that. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. Let's let's talk about let's elaborate. Let's talk about that a little um, bit. Um I'm one of those people that, you know, I've I've worked with any producers on developing scripts. Mm-hmm. I I've, you know, had agents interested in me or I've had a manager for a while. I've mm-hmm. I've had producers read my stuff and you know, and it's always you're almost there, you know, kind mm-hmm, of thing. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's always that moment of like, oh my God, I'm, you know, this is the moment. And mm-hmm. then something doesn't quite pan out or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, I've had some really good successes and moments, but mm-hmm. I haven't quite, I, what do you, what, how would you say, cross the threshold? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of us out there, you. That, you know, so. Yeah, and I've know. had a lot of big moments that have opened doors for me and I work all the time, but it's never there. Yeah, I'm always, so I can relate to you in that. Like I'm working on a TV show now, but it's like a little thing. No, it's right, not really, right. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's like yeah. always riding the line of, you yeah. know, as I watch my other friends who I help get the job, right, right, right. be on the real show, right, and right. I'm like on a little small thing, right? You know what I mean? Anyway, small things. All I know. shows. Are no, I, 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 actually, I actually agree with that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's true. It's just, true. just being a writer, just writing, whether exactly. it be you know for a web series or. A publication or, mm-hmm. or a screenplay, whatever it is, as long as you're writing, that's mm-hmm. to me, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I, I get thrills about just doing about any kind of writing. You mm-hmm. know, the, the challenge is just putting the words in the right way to where people comprehend what you're thinking about. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Now, how many scripts do you have now? Uh, well, counting uh, both specs and uh, TV and, and pilots, maybe about sixteen. Okay. So um, I've done four features, All right. a little, uh, and uh, I think about. Uh, and honestly, I've like lost count, but I think ten specs, mm-hmm. um, and a couple for TV, of, for TV mm-hmm. and a couple of pilots. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, and and uh, the specs, uh, there've been a little, a little bit of everything from um, sitcom work, 
mm-hmm. to uh, to my Pushing Daisy script. Sure. It went, was in the Austin Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you won that. I did. Austin. I did. I, was I, that 2008 or something? 2008 like for Best Dramatic Teleplay, which was kind of weird because Pushing Daisies is anything really. It's more of a comedy than it mm-hmm. is uh, for those now, that remember the show. Now, now, let me ask you about that. Now, we just had another guest on mm-hmm. who's a big script reader for a bunch of those competitions. Right. <clears throat> now... Um, because everybody always thinks, boy, you go to Austin, mm-hmm. right? If you win Austin, the door yeah. should be opening for you left and right. However, you happen to win like during the strike, didn't you? Like, <laughs> right there? That's actually exactly what happened. It was, uh-huh. it was right, uh, right during the strike. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, I, it, you know, it was, one, it was one of those moments of, I really didn't know what to do. Okay. You know, I mean, uh, I got this cool trophy, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, uh, everybody was like, well, some people were saying, you need to start calling people, you know, and tell them you won the, you know, this award. And yeah. then other people was like, people will find you because you mm. won the award. Yeah. You know, and I, I didn't know really what to do. Now, yeah. now I did make some calls and, sure. and some people were, uh, were more than willing to read the script based okay. on, you know, the reputation of Austin. Um, what I learned very quickly, though, is have a really good second Sample ready, yeah. ready <laughs> to go. About that all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Since Hello. then, you wrote twenty of them. <laughs> um, that's not far from the truth. Right. So, um, Lessons make you go fuck this. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? I got this. Because yeah. the big, the big, li- I mean, the big lesson was I had uh, a major uh, agency. I don't want to say which one Sorry. was really interested in in me mm-hmm. based on the spec, mm-hmm. and they asked, "Well, we want to see an original sample." You know, and I sent them a feature I'd written. They said, "No, no, it's got to be a pilot." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, they're they they're interested in me." You know, mm-hmm. and you just you're you know one of the you know you just the imagination runs sure. wild at the opportunities available to you. And, and so I rushed writing a, a pilot, mm-hmm. and I rushed it. And that mm-hmm. is the big lesson I learned: is don't rush anything. They'll wait. Mm-hmm. And it just wasn't up to, uh, to the quality of sure. what I had submitted beforehand, sure. and mm-hmm. uh, missed that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so lesson learned: Don't mm-hmm. rush. They'll wait. Just make sure the quality, because you're only going to get one opportunity with True. that person, you know, and uh, and make sure that the material is up to par. But, but let me ask you this yeah. though: I mean, because Lisa and I talk about it all the time. Because mm-hmm. I'm I started off writing feature films, and I moved into TV. Now my focus is mainly TV, mm-hmm. but I get I probably write a feature film every year just because people yeah. always want me to write one for them or something. Yeah, I always so I probably have over 27 scripts or something. Wow. I can't help it. Anyway, I'm not. That's not me being arrogant. I'm just no, no, no. Absolutely, that's now, impressive. Um, but I, I'm I'm a freelance writer, so people mm-hmm. always hire me to do assignments and stuff like that. Anyway, so um, what's my question? I was going to ask you is with regard to um, um, God damn it, it was such a good question too, because I was asking it. Yes, damn it, I was asking it. You had Lisa, a pen. You had a pen. I know. It's like that's why you have a pen and you put your But down sometimes a motherfucker will say some shit, and I'd be like, "Ooh, that's a new question." I guess that that, that <laughs> I guess that wonderful elixir you got there. <laughs> it's like, mm. okay, my creatine is fucking with me right now. Look, um, in regard to what were you just talking about? I was talking about the the agency that was interested in me, yeah, and then just submitting oh, a second and not okay. being ready. Yeah. Okay. Now, now it just occurred to me. Forgive yeah. me. Um, Lisa and I talk about it all the time. About how, uh, matter of fact, we had a meeting at the Writers Guild um, mm-hmm. last Thursday night. I'm on like three different committees, mm-hmm. and I'm on the Writers Ed- Education Committee, mm-hmm. um, which is the one that puts together a lot of the events. So we're talking about doing one one about film writers who move into TV, mm-hmm. because as we all know, being film writers who move into TV, that 
it's very difficult, especially mainly established writers mm-hmm. when they only know you as the guy who wrote Iron Man, Iron Man yeah. or whatever the fuck. Right. And you're trying to now move into TV. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a pilot that's going to put you as a producer on the show, mm-hmm. how do you just staff on a show? Right. Right. Now, one of the things that I brought up, which I talk about all the time, that started a big frenzy in the room was, <laughs> in a good way though, and I said one of the things that we never talk about is speed. Mm-hmm. You know, writers yeah. don't quite understand when they yeah. move into TV, your yeah. speed has to be 20 times faster than it was before. Right. So in conjunction with what you just were saying yeah. about how you wrote that really fast, but it just wasn't up to par. Yeah. I bet you you could write it that fast now and it's up to par though. Oh, yeah. That just takes time so. to get that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there was a question there. I just had to make that statement. No, I, I, but I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's sometimes... You know, you, you you can't see the forest for the trees. You know what I sure. mean? You just rush it. And and I think, uh, like, for example, the Pushing Daisy script I, I that, that won Austin, it was mm-hmm. probably one of the fastest scripts I ever wrote. Sure. But I had a really strong idea, I yeah, think, yeah, 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 behind yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And I outlined it really carefully okay. for a really long time. And so mm-hmm. the, when I wrote the script, it went really fast. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what was that again you did? You did what? You did, you, what? You did a what? <laughs> An outline? I outlined it. And, it. Was, and it you made sure it was... Sure it was, was detailed, so that, okay, I just want to make sure they got that. <laughs> In contrast, in contrast, the pilot that I put together, mm-hmm. I was struggling to find something. I, I was like, I've got to write a pilot. I, I don't have an idea. Mm-hmm. And I kind of went, well, maybe I'll do this. Mm-hmm. And, and rushed putting something together sure. without a strong concept behind sure. it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that hurt the writing as a result of it. You know? mm-hmm. Since then, I've started making notes of like, you know, this would be a good pilot. This would be a there good pilot. Go. This would mm-hmm. be a good pilot. You know? yeah. And, and kind of lesson learned about it. Mm-hmm. You know? and, I, and I think that's... You know, important for everybody to, you know, any writer to know is just don't get upset when you get a, a rejection or, or or when something, you know, look, look at it as a lesson learned. It's part of the journey of getting there, Absolutely. you know, you know what I mean? I mean, um, I talk about how my very first script that I wrote mm-hmm. went to the finals of Sundance on my first draft. Wow. Now, as you know, the list goes out to the industry. We talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, our, our mascot. <laughs> now, um, what people don't realize is that script goes out to the industry, right? So all of a sudden, different companies, managers, agents, and stuff start yeah. calling you. Yeah. Now, you could do two choices. You could send your script to them and let them read it, mm-hmm. or you can hold it back and go, okay, the script is good, but it still might need this, this, and this. Or, mm-hmm. like you said, I only had that one TV script. I didn't realize I needed a pilot, so I need to wait until I have a pilot. Right. Before, Like you said, you could have waited. Mm-hmm. And they very well might have waited. Yeah. Mm. You don't, yeah, but you don't know. They I mean, might have, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, um, um, the, the point I'm making in this is you don't feel regretful about the fact that you didn't submit or try, that you didn't get in. Try not to. Well, no, <laughs> no you but shouldn't. It, yeah, yeah because, right. Yeah. Because, and Lisa and I talk about this mm-hmm. all the time, it's all about what you learn and how you grow. Sure, absolutely. Because had you had you had gotten in, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have this need to really push to be faster and to, to really get... Now you got like 10 or 11 or 12 mm-hmm. different TV scripts mm-hmm. that you would have lacked on mm-hmm. had you have just gotten in. Sure. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. It was the lesson learned that mm-hmm. you needed to learn. Mm-hmm. And where I was going with that was my mentor sat down with me when I got on this freaking list from Sundance mm-hmm. and... I was like, I don't know what I'm fucking supposed to do. Yeah. And he was like, what do you think you should do? And I was like, well, I think I need to really learn how to do this. <laughs> and he was like, well, how do you feel about the script? And I was like, I think the script is good, but I don't know if it's perfect yet. He said, mm-hmm. don't send it out. Yeah. And this is the script that went to send it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, right. trust me. Right. In two years, if you go and study with everybody and learn this, 
you will see that this script is not right. Mm -hmm. It got in because mm -hmm. of the story. It was so, like you're yeah. right. so unusual that people were like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? Right. 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 Now, two years later, Go back I and went and studied, yeah. and I completely rewrote this. I mean, I almost threw everything mm -hmm. away. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that was the lesson in that. Yeah. And some people I've talked to when I told them that, they're like, dude, you had Lionsgate and Paramount and all these people interested. Are you crazy? You might have lost your time to go. I'm like, no, nah, I wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I was. You right. think you're ready for shit yeah. like that. No, I wasn't no. even there. Right. No, and I think, I think also it's important to, I mean, it, it took me a while to kind of get this, which mm -hmm. was that, I mean, any anybody that reads a script, I mean, the judgment of a script is subjective. Sure. You know, I mean, you may get a hundred no's, but you're going to get, you just need that one yes. All you need you is know? one. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, as, as well as my script did in, in Austin in some, uh, some competitions, it mm -hmm. didn't do that well at all. So, I mean. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I know. It's, it, <laughs> I've had the same thing. And, and I, I, I can remember, thing. you know, like getting, you know, like a no from somebody and I'd be like, what the fuck? It just went Austin. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. And so you, you kind of learn that it's just, it's a, it's a matter of opinion, you know, and everybody's got one and, mm -hmm. and just kind of develop a thick skin and mm -hmm. just kind of, in some cases, just believe in what mm -hmm. you've written and just be, feel confident about mm -hmm. it. You know, that eventually mm -hmm. somebody's going to uh, read it and go, I get it. You know See, what I mean? because to me in 2008, Pushing Daisies was hot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was probably the perfect. I mean, everybody was doing the pushing mm -hmm. daisies at one point. Yeah. So the fact that George stood out in Austin mm -hmm. tells me a lot about it. Right. Now, the fact that it didn't get into other ones tells me that I was asking the, the reader here before. And Lisa and I, we've read for lots of competitions, too. There are certain things that you like to read more than others. Mm -hmm. You know, for all you know, by the time we got to the final person to read your script, they went, I don't really care for these these little silly quirky comedies like this. You know what I mean? That's true. That's I'd true. much more would have read a rad, you know, mm -hmm. 24 or whatever the fuck. Right. You know what I mean? So they don't feel it mm -hmm. the way that somebody would if it were somebody more interested in that particular... Like at Austin, somebody was like, this is my favorite show. Right. All, you know, I don't know. But yeah. it's interesting you get caught up in that, the politics of it at all. Right. You know, and your ego gets in the way when he's like, I just fucking won Austin. Fuck y'all, you ain't even Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, people, subjectivity. I mean, yes. it's like... Hey, it, you can't, I mean, in the beginning, yeah, it hurts. It sucks. It's like, mm. oh, and especially when you go like, I think there's one script I did. It did really well at Nichols, but then I entered, I think it was like Blue Cat or something years ago mm -hmm. and, and it didn't do well. I didn't go anywhere. And I was like, mm -hmm. what the hell? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I got like sure. a top 10% from blah, blah, blah from mm -hmm. Nichols. What are you talking? And mm -hmm. then I had to learn like, oh, well, you know, number one, mm -hmm. might've been some other scripts that were better than mine that. Mm -hmm. Probably didn't submit to Nichols mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. Different readers, like different genres. Absolutely. It might have been an off day for that reader. Mm -hmm. You know, just just so many factors that go into it. Mm -hmm. So basically, you just have to what? Keep writing. Mm -hmm. Keep writing yeah. and submitting. Always. And, and just take a lesson, uh, you know, of, of learning. For, I always think in terms of when I write that, you know, every script is going to be better than the next one. Because mm -hmm. every script is a learning process. And, sure. and, and I know... Just like, uh, for example, the Pushing Daisy script was, I, I wrote it just, I didn't even know if I could write a Pushing Daisy script because mm -hmm. the dialogue is so back and forth mm -hmm. and, and, and quick and fast. Mm -hmm. and, and I thought, well, it'll be a good challenge. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. I'll, I'll learn from this. And, and uh, you know, I just got lucky. I really, in the end, uh, you know, as far as maybe everything kind of clicking with the, uh, mm -hmm. the, with the spec I wrote. Um, but I learned from the experience, you know, and sure. I, I know I got to be a better writer from it. And, mm -hmm. and it, it kind of makes me, I try and take the approach of, being excited about the next script mm -hmm. because I know that from what I'm learning from this, the one I'm writing now, exactly. the next one's going to be even better. Right. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. And you should. Yeah. And you should. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you should. Let's talk about um, 
So you've worked uh, in development with some some producers. So how did that come about, and what 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 kind of things did you do? Um, well, a couple of times, I you know, I've, every I've done just about everything from pitch fest to just mm-hmm. you know friends of friends re- sending a script over to sure. somebody and things. And um, a couple of projects have been uh, through somebody who read one one of my scripts. A lot of my uh, feature scripts are a little, I guess. I'm a David Lynch fan, so they kind of get out there sometimes. Because yes. I was going to ask you, what's your genre? Yeah. What do you tend to do? And yeah. um, and people people like the writing, and they'll they'll they they've come to me and said, well, you know, we we have this book, but we mm. can't get the rights to it. But we want something similar to it. Can okay. you can you put something together based mm-hmm. on that kind of concept? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've written a couple of things, kind of going, well, it's not about methamphetamine, so <laughs> we'll make it about pot <laughs> instead, you know, and. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and working around that idea to kind of come up with something similar but not completely alike. Absolutely. So, you know, uh, uh, and so I've developed a couple of projects like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, <laughs> the last one I did, basically the, uh, the budget was a little bit way too big because it involved a giant field of, of, of a pot field being burned <laughs> down to the ground. Uh, and, uh, you know, the producer's like, you know, this is an indie film, right? <laughs> so, um, CGI. CGI. Which I what I said. CGI can do anything these days. CGI can do anything. Old school Tokyo and Taka toys. <laughs> we can make it work. <laughs> so, I mean, I've done, I've done things like that, you know, work with, and, and it's really just coming from networking around from people friend of a friend saying sure. you know you know i know this guy he writes kind of like this and you know he might like his stuff and sure. um uh you know or they've read one of my specs and you know from a pitch fest even as, as simple as that is mm-hmm. and uh and they've gone well i like how you write so here's a concept i've got you know mm-hmm. um you know i i just i I've, I've done anything i can to reach out to anybody that's willing to talk to me sure. <laughs> sure. you know well, uh, I, was, I was talking about the other day <clears throat> about how there's a lot of um, producers now because because we don't necessarily need the studio system anymore, mm-hmm. and you can get on national television now with through different networks, Netflix, and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say for the last three years, I probably have written about four or five different pilots for producers wow. who hire me to put together like a small room. Mm-hmm. Right, I usually run the room. Yeah, and I usually end up writing the script. But yeah. I'll bring in three or four guys or a mm-hmm. girl, or whatever, and with an assistant, and um, we have a room and we'll write a script, mm-hmm. which is the show I'm doing now. That's how that worked. Right. So, um, I was talking to I was talking to them about how the that it's changing now. With yes, you still have your network shows and you know your cable shows and all those other things, but they're still with the way that things are made now and the way things look with a freaking red camera, there are young producers who are hiring guys like us. You don't get your fee mm-hmm. like you usually get. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all like down the line, mm-hmm. you know, as in right. the agreement. Sure. But you get something. I'm able to put a room together so yeah. they're all getting paid. Yeah. But it's just not like what we'd be making on a regular show. Yeah. And I was telling them about, and talking about embracing change and mm-hmm. how um, shows now, like I remember I was doing this show with my friend Pam, um, the Cedric and the Entertainer show, um, called All Rise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it ever came out. And um, but they, we did like eight episodes of that. Okay. And it's kind of the same formula that Tyler Perry does and um, uh, Bentley, Kyle Evans, and all of them do where mm-hmm. they put together their own little room. They go off and shoot it independently and they'll do like three of them in a week. And I think we did mm-hmm. like eight in like two weeks or something. It was like mm-hmm. redonkulous, right? Mm-hmm. Now, 
Um, but they talk about how those things are done now, and that's the same formula that I'm talking about, is that young, I always call people young, but <laughs> producers are bringing in guys like us to put together these tiny rooms yeah. now just to go off and shoot it, just the pilot. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They just want a tight pilot with a bunch of good writers to right. put it together, you know, and one of them will go off and write it or they all write it or whatever. And um, things are changing now, Yeah, you know? I think it's just... Uh, it's amazing how much content a media there yeah. is available now. I mean, sure. it's, you know, when you count the Netflix, Hulu, uh, Amazon producing mm -hmm. their own stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you talk, I mean, you know, people are just going out and shooting and putting things on YouTube and getting notoriety from that. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I have a friend named Jared who's in my, uh, my writer's group, and he is literally uh, building a career on just shooting these uh, three-minute sketches that he writes uh, oh, really? for this guy's uh, YouTube channel, mm -hmm. you know. And... Um, uh, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's, he's building a, a career out of that, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, cause it's just, you know, there's so many more opportunities for writers these days. If you're just willing to adapt to the format and, you know, and as I've said uh, earlier, it's like being willing to write anything for any place at right. any time, Absolutely. you know, right. so. which is the thing I love. I know Lisa and I talked about this sometime. One thing I love about being independent mm -hmm. and not in the studio, don't get me wrong. I want to be in the studio system. Mm -hmm. We um, all do. We all do. I'm going to be in that. Matter of <laughs> yeah. fact, I got something right now that might That's help great. me get in the studio system. But um, we talk about it all the time about, um, damn, I talk too much. I'll be forgetting my damn thoughts. No, sometimes. it's just just a lot. That's all I know. I know. I know. Just burst in and get out. Because it'll no, help okay. me in a second. Maybe it'll help you remember this in a minute. Go but ahead. I know you talked about you, you like David Lynch, and I love David Lynch, too. Yeah. And I talk a lot about how a lot of times writers, we have our own thematic through line that there are things that we're attracted to as writers. Mm -hmm. And I was just really curious when you saw it, and I saw it in your bio, and you were talking about it a few minutes ago when you mentioned David. What is it about that dark, twisted stories that attracts you to kind of write like that? Because um, I like that stuff, too, and I'm always curious when I talk to other people who like that. Like, mm -hmm. what is it about it that... What's the subtext of it that makes you want to write things like is it, that? Is it theme? Is it? Think, or what? I don't know. Is it, is it something in your personal life or something that you're <laughs> you're working through? You know, because <laughs> I know I am. I you, know he's, <laughs> you know, he's a serial killer. You know that, right? Because yeah. <laughs> David Lynch is like not everybody gets David Lynch, yeah. Yeah. and not everybody can like appreciate. I love David Lynch. Mm -hmm. And I love the strength because life can be strange and absurdist and weird and sure. just bizarro sure. at any moment. And I'm attracted to those type of things. So I'm always happy when I find somebody else who's like that. So <laughs> I don't know what it says about us, but, you know, you, what you is cray, it about that? You, <laughs> no, you know, I, uh, for me, it's, I, I mean, I, I don't even think about the fact that whether it's the material I'm writing is light or dark or, or anything like that. It's more I just go, well, that's something I, I'd like to see. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it, I keep it as basic, it, 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 an idea of going... Well, what is something I'd like to watch? Mm -hmm. What is what? What is something I'd like to see? You know, even the Pushing Daisy script was like, well, that sounds like an interesting episode. There's a dynamic there that I haven't seen on the show that I'd mm -hmm. like to see. Right. And um, you know, and and this sounds like an interesting concept. You can um, still add your voice to it. Yeah, add, yeah. add your yeah, or, yeah, yeah, as quirky as that may be, sometimes you know. That's but, good though. But and then. You know, maybe I am, you know, for my writing, maybe I am kind of working out my own personal demons, but I don't really think about it. And then I kind of find myself after I've written kind of taking a step back going, oh, well, I was the little girl in the story and I didn't even realize that. <laughs> <laughs> See, that plays in the yeah. themes yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You're writing about yourself and cer certain characters, certain things mm -hmm. yeah. that you, you're trying to just work out on, yeah. on your own. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk a lot about how writers tend to write in certain themes and stories mm -hmm. that they don't even, it's subconscious, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't even realize you're writing it and yeah. then you look back on the story you're mm -hmm. like, God, I always write about kids who 
are struggling with abandonment issues or whatever. Yeah. The fuck, mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, actually, I mean, the the, the short I did, uh, the first that I did for my uh, thesis film, and that eventually I turned into my first feature script was mm-hmm. uh, it was uh, was about a, a a girl, a teenage girl who wanted to end it all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and death shows up, and it was called Death Doesn't Like Me, and it was about <laughs> uh, about death actually showing up and saying, mm, I'm not going to take you. And, then, <laughs> and, and her dealing with that, and the, you know, the, the pitch would be that, that they eventually, they fight and eventually they... What a dilemma. Them. Like, even yeah. death, like, yeah. I'm just going to end it, even death doesn't want you. So yeah, where, do you, where does the character go from there? Exactly, and that was good. the point of the script. It's right. like, when you remove that option... How do you how do you deal with life? I mean, yeah. what are you doing? You have to actually face your problems. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I don't want to be real morbid here, but I just kind of as I, after I finished the script, I kind of took a step back and I did kind of go, wow, I was that was really something for me dealing with mm-hmm. life and, and and issues. I mean, it was a comedy, it was a mm-hmm. black comedy, but mm-hmm. it was you know I was so that the arguments that they were having with each other that was me battling out those mm-hmm. own, those That's same right. demons mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and you kind of learn a little bit something about yourself mm-hmm. uh, you know i can and, and and i found that any any of my writing since then i can take a step back and kind of go oh so that's what i was thinking that's what i was dealing with there mm-hmm. the issues i was working well, through well we talk about how yeah. you get to early in your career mm-hmm. it's subconscious but as you get older or get more mature in your writing you are much more aware mm-hmm. of the themes and mm-hmm. things that you are you're about to mm-hmm. say something. no I was just going to say because I really miss I think that's one of the things I miss seeing in theaters nowadays I mean the only person who can get close to it I would think is maybe um, I don't know when we talk about like black comedies mm-hmm. or just darker stuff because so much of the films that are of course you know are tentpole I keep thinking about like the Cole Marvel yeah like yeah. The, yeah and yeah. Um, oh what's the other ones the, the recent one that was just out um is it Paul Anderson? Some oh, other I people who, yeah, who, who write those type of stories. Mm-hmm. And I miss that because everything now is so, you know, Marvel, big superhero, mm-hmm. big franchise. That's mm-hmm. the new big thing. Yeah. But I just miss those smaller stories, but I miss those black comedies and dark stories. Because I think mm-hmm. now everything's like superhero fun. Oh, because yeah. I, I understand, you know, the connection between mm-hmm. real world horrors yeah. and people using film as escapism. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm grown. And I need to see. <laughs> Sometimes I need some help. Sometimes I need some help, and I use films as therapy for okay. myself. And I miss those. And mm-hmm. so I always like to see writers to like, you know, still write those black comics, still write those dark things, mm-hmm. because there's something to be said about looking at dark issues, like you said, with the whole script with the girl going, "I want to kill myself," which mm-hmm. is a serious thing, Absolutely. right? But then Def doesn't want her, and it's like that sucks. That's a, that's a great and that's premise. a great that's premise. Really yeah, it, it, and it, a lot of producers read it, and, mm-hmm. and they really enjoyed the pitch for it because it really does. It has a very optimistic, I mean, you know, uh, 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 tone toward the end of it, very mm-hmm. life affirming. But it does get into very dark areas, and and the, and the, the what would happen in most cases, the producers read and go, "I really like the writing, mm-hmm. I like the premise, but wow, it yeah, scares yeah, us a little yeah, bit," yeah. you know, which I understand, you know, but. Um, oh, but those are the movies we need to take more chances on. Well, you know, I, I would kind of... Sorry, it's my whiny voice. But, <laughs> my whiny like, street nerdist voice. Little, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like her. I don't like her. Like <laughs> but I want to see that. But, 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 you know, you were talking about, like, I mean, there are other films that have in the past. I mean, like, Harold and Maude is yes! a great example. Oh, mm-hmm. God, yes. And, and I don't even think it's particularly a good film, but mm-hmm. people watch it a lot. Not Harold and Maude, but, uh, which is a great film, but Better Off Dead, mm-hmm. which people still talk about because, mm-hmm. of the, you know, even though it is about teen suicide it's, it's, it's played up with this this humor and it has a morbid tone to it but people remember it you know mm-hmm. it kind of become, has become kind of a cult mm-hmm. hit it's like, like, about, like I, I think about or, or, or Heathers 
Because oh, I remember a Heather's couple. Another great was, it, was it last year? They were just talking about like they were just doing a retrospective and they were talking mm-hmm. about the actors and those type of films. Mm-hmm. I remember when that came out. I think I saw that in the theater like three times. I love that movie. Yeah. Because it was just so crazy dark and, and it was different. just different. It was. Yeah. yeah. Someone put Christian Slater on the map. Yeah. yeah. I mean a lot yeah. of. I mean yeah. Winona Ryder and all those those yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like that's what was so <laughs> fascinating about it because it was different and it it was just just a strange quirky and I, I miss that. And twenty years later. People are still talking yes. about, mm. and you know, and I mean, people still talk about Harold and Maude, mm-hmm. you know, because they they were groundbreaking. Or they took a few, took some chances with it, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, and I'm not slamming Mar- Marvel films or superhero films. I love them, mm-hmm. but you know, there is room, I think, for you know more, um, I I guess dangerous material a little mm-hmm. bit sometimes. You yeah, know? you know, two million dollar movies. Damn it, we need some more. We of can them. still have those, and <laughs> yeah. I mean, God. Damn it, Marvel. I mean, I know they got to do the temple, but the other places like Warner Brothers and stuff, mm-hmm. you guys are making buku bucks. Just put a little aside for some mm-hmm. of those other films and yeah. get that niche, and we miss those. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, make movies for everybody. Well, you know, it's, it's funny because it seems like almost every year or two you hear of some new studio who brought up a new part, a new, uh, uh, what they want to call it, a new part of their company that's a new division where they're going to focus on those type of mm. films. But they used to do it all the and time. they're the first ones to go. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I know. that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> you, <laughs> were, you were there for a year. It takes a I year did, to make I, a movie. I, okay. Yeah. You know, give it at least a decade yeah. to figure out whether or not, you know, exactly. it's just, but they used to. I remember, I was, uh, I forgot what book I was reading. I think I was reading, um, it was a big agent who I adored. And I just read, I can't remember, sorry, I can't remember his name off the mm-hmm. top of the head, but um, he used to be, um, oh God, his his mentee is Brad Gray. Oh, okay. okay. Um, he used to be the agent for like um, Dan Aykroyd and all those people. Mm-hmm. And But you know, it's just reading and, and, and reading the books of these old timers who were like in the beginning, the early days when you did have all those different divisions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember when New Line Cinema had their little tiny things yeah. and you were still able to do all these different type of niche films and still do your tentpole and still do that. But it just seems like now because it's gone corporate and the bottom line is let's make as much money and sell sure. as much merchandise. Sure. I mean, the moment they said they were making Guardians of the Galaxy, the first thing I thought was, well, uh, let's uh, see an influx of uh, stuffed animals of Groot and Rockets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I already have you two. Know, you know, hey, <laughs> are they coming? They probably already, and I want one. Yeah. I want two of them. But I, but I understand the market forces of that, yeah. and I, I get, you know, I get it. But just that, that old time, good old film cinephile person <laughs> in me still wants to see those other smaller films sure. that really have not like a message film, but really have something different to say or to show me. Yeah. You okay. know, and I miss that. Okay. Yeah, I think um, you know just. It, it's it, the the film industry itself has evolved so much now that there's so much money at stake. Mm-hmm. You know when you're when you're making a film. You know when you when you talk about distribution and marketing and everything else, that they're they're, they're afraid to buy something or to try something that doesn't already have a comic book or a toy or you know or or whatever to already associate or video game right. or whatever to it. You know, uh, I mean it, it's a business. They call it show business, and mm-hmm. I so I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's room when you look at the money that that, that the, these larger tentpole films make to kind of go. Well, it'll cost us two million to try that. Mm-hmm. So why why don't we give it a shot? You know, I guess it's, I, I think what it is I just miss those days of when, um, like when Quentin Tarantino first came mm-hmm. out, yeah. Robert Rodriguez, when they were doing like these, like when Reservoir Dogs came out, mm-hmm. and like honestly. You know, I know Quentin talks about it. it. Was like, you know, some of the actors championed that. Said, yeah. you know what, this is a really good script. Mm-hmm. We want to do this. Yeah. And I feel like, 
I don't know, maybe actors are just so desperate to, to get roles and not rock the boat so much or image or brand. I don't know what it is now, but, but I just, know, I just miss those stories. It's, it's like us. We all just jokingly earlier made the comment that we all would love to be doing a studio film, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not you with your funky self. You know? No, I wouldn't. You know what? I would like to be like, I would like to be like George Clooney. Okay. Make yeah. them big movies, but at the same time, uh, I'll do this movie for okay. you, but you're going to help me do this yeah. other small project. Do my little project. seven. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right. Okay. But I think we all have that about ourselves, but at the same time, you get, you, we all, it's because it helps make you a brand. Why wouldn't you want to be a brand of some way? So if you're an actor and you're starring in, the next <laughs> Transformers, it's going to make you an even bigger brand to be whatever. So you can do, right. like you said, sure. like, like Clooney. Clooney yeah. is smart as fuck. But that <laughs> motherfucker even has a hard time raising $9 million to do a movie. I'm like, who wouldn't give him $9 million? I'm like, can I pitch in like sure. $5 or some shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to make his money back. Money back. Yeah. And everyone, every time he does it, he's nominated or wins a fucking Oscar for it. I'm like, yeah. really? Why are you even having an issue raising money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, even Kevin Smith, who's uh, known for, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. for his films not costing much, so it's easy to make his films. Sure. Yeah, recoup you know, investment. Because, yeah, exactly. Um, is that, I, think, I, I, read, I think I read somewhere he was having trouble raising the money for Clerks 3. Oh, really? Because, uh, you know, it, apparently just the cost difference or whatever mm-hmm. uh, wasn't what the studio was hoping to get mm-hmm. out of it and stuff. But, uh, um you know, so I think he's talked. To, I, I I don't remember this for a fact. I, I've kind of walked into a corner sure, that sure. I can't remember my facts completely now. Okay. So, but I mean, I get but the even, gist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just back out of that corner. Well, sure. <laughs> well, sure. Lisa and I have talked about this a couple times, and you can elaborate on this in mm. a second. Here's the problem I have with old Hollywood, right? Okay. I said it, Hollywood. I said it. <laughs> Here's the problem I have with old Hollywood, meaning. Yeah. People over 50 in Hollywood, mm. they have this thought. People under 40, 30, 20 have that new, we can make it ourselves shit. Yeah. The people over 50, this is just my opinion. I'm just throwing this out because almost every time I talk to people who are over 50, by the time you're 50 and you're in this business, most people are either there or they don't want to do this anymore. So talking about successful people. Everybody I know who's successful over 50 is like, well, we need to pitch that to the network. Right. I'm like, fuck pitching it to the network. Sure, yeah. You make $100,000 a week. What the fuck are you pitching it to the network for? Right. You, just because you're in it, right. you're going to get freebies left and fucking right. Mm. Invest 100 or 200 yeah. of your little pennies. No one wants to do that. No one wants it's to the spend their own money. It's non thing. I can't tell you no one how many projects I'll be doing now. Yeah. I mean, I make small projects now, and they look like really good. Yeah. Imagine if I had a bigger... Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe yeah. that they still have that Hollywood, they don't spend your money on the project bullshit. The number, the one, number one Hollywood role. Is, it's a day. Yeah. 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 It's the stupidest thing I've heard yeah. in my life. I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. But you look at the people that are getting out there now, mm-hmm. and, and, and it is the people that are bothering to spend the money on their own stuff and, mm-hmm. and shopping their material mm-hmm. out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And, 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 or, or Haven't doing, we learned anything from Mel Gibson in that, what's that Bible one he the did? The Passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. My man made $900 million yeah. on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think, I'm, I'm not positive, but Andy Samberg and uh, okay. The Lonely Island, they, mm-hmm. they got their break of Saturday Night Live based on videos they were doing, yeah. I think, for YouTube. And 
and someone saw him. I, mm-hmm. I don't know that for a fact. I just, it may be an urban legend. It's a fact. We can leave it. Well, okay. But I, I, that, that's what I was told. You heard it here. Y'all heard it here. That's where they got their break. They were noticed based on, on the videos they were already doing okay. that they were spending their own money on and doing and putting them out there mm-hmm. and, and, you know, creating that content. And again, going back to my friend, Jerry, that's what mm-hmm. he's doing. He's, he's found a niche. He's putting his stuff together and, okay. and people are discovering him and his writing based on what he's going right. out and making himself right. and taking that initiative to okay. do so. Right. You know? Go ahead, Lisa. You seem like you disagree. Go ahead. You can say it. No, I didn't know. Why I, you disagree? No, I, I was agreeing. <laughs> I was nodding in the affirmative because it's like, yeah, some of the mm-hmm. people that I've never heard of who I'm starting to follow and look at their stuff mm-hmm. and expect things from them, I'm looking at YouTube. I'm checking out Vines, mm-hmm. crazy stuff on Twitter. Sure. Like, check this person. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. Like, one of my favorite people I loved to watch, and she's been in... Um, she actually was in that uh, Broadway show with, um, oh God, used to be on Saturday Night Live, Will Ferrell, uh, mm-hmm. Pia Glenn. Mm-hmm. She's hilarious. And mm-hmm. she does her own, she, call, she calls it the Black Weekend Update. <laughs> <laughs> and basically it's like, it reminds me of an SNL skit with the, you know, the newsroom. And yeah. it's just her doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. And she does one, I think, like, maybe once a week or once every couple of weeks, she puts a new episode out. Mm -hmm. And it's so good. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. And it's always timely. It's like, Mm -hmm. whatever's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And then she's got different characters that come on. She's got a... um, And it's all her? It's all her. And she's playing all the characters. And it's funny. Check it out. Uh, Mm -hmm. Pia Glenn, if you go on there, it's the Black Weekend Update on YouTube. (laughs) But it's hilarious. And... I keep hoping, you know, people are watching and I keep hoping like, why is she not getting the show? She should be getting on something pretty soon, mm-hmm. yeah. but she's getting a following of people yeah. just and watching that probably end up on something as a result of it, yeah. you know, and she's funny and she's, you know, I've, I've read articles that she's written for different things, just, you know, but well, see, here's the thing though, really talented because even though now five years ago, five years ago, yeah, I say five years ago, it seems Almost every single agency production company had like an intern or a group of people who they dedicated to sit and look at Mm -hmm. the Internet. It's kind of dying out now that they're even having people do. I'm I'm sure there's still people doing it Mm -hmm. because you'd be stupid not to be the person who grabs somebody Mm -hmm. with seven million people with seven million hits Mm -hmm. now. um, And I don't know why that's dying, because if it's still there. Maybe some things aren't, exists. maybe it could be because some things maybe that we don't know about, maybe some things aren't panning out. Like just mm-hmm. because you have you YouTube famous yeah. <laughs> or Vine famous doesn't always translate into, hey, regular conventional TV film. Or, or, or it could be, just, you know, I was going to say, or it could be just, I mean, like the way I feel about watching television now, there's mm-hmm. just so much, yeah. so there's so much to yeah. watch and so yes. much to do. And it could be overwhelming just on how do you find that? Mm-hmm. But, it, but I was going to follow up on that it's still good to have something out there. Mm-hmm. And, and because I, I, I do know having some experience, you know, having pitched to a couple of different places mm-hmm. and everything that, you know, the first thing they did was they went to look and see if I had a Twitter account. What have I been tweeting about? You know, they wanted to look at the Facebook account, Absolutely. you know, just Don't see, we talk about that you know, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> good and, Lord, they're looking okay. at my Twitter account. And I know they were, you know, looking at things like I had submitted a comedy. They were looking to see if my tweets were funny, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I don't know if I passed. Do y'all hear that? Do y'all hear that? Hold on, hold on. We need to talk about this for a second. Okay. As somebody who staffs my little rooms, when I'm bringing in people to interview them, I interview them too, right? Just bringing in people to interview them for my little shows, right? Yeah. yeah. I am on Twitter looking to see what type of shit they say. Sure. And I'm on Facebook to see what type of shit they say. Mm-hmm. Because if they're negative, I don't want them in my fucking Right. Room, right? Yeah. So people got to be careful too what the fuck you put on Twitter. Absolutely. You know, because Absolutely. bosses are looking at that shit. Yeah. And my big mentor told me that. 
That's yeah. why I do it now. Yeah. He's like, I'm not just bringing anybody in my room. I've already scoped you out. Sure. Like, uh, that person's really negative about blah, 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 blah. Right, right. I don't, every time I turn around, they're going to be talking about this, this, and this, and this. Right. The room, as you know, when you come in the room. <laughs> no Debbie Downers. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or somebody who goes on and goes, you know, I'm so sick and tired of the world, but you know, whatever the fuck it is, you don't want anybody right. doing that. And you also don't want people who are blatantly calling certain people out. Sure. Oh, I ain't never going to get dangerous. a job. I ain't oh, yeah. never going to get a it's job. Dangerous. <laughs> it, just being out is dangerous. Because that person could now go from doing a movie to running your new room that you want to be on. It's that simple. And, and you have to think in terms, too, the Twitter and Facebook. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are essentially press releases for yourself. Exactly. And so you're putting it out there. And once it's out there, it's out there. Exactly. So, but see, here's my thing. And I don't mind people saying whatever the fuck they want to say as long as they have, yeah. they can back themselves up about sure. it. If you can back this, it's just an opinion, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just making an opinion about something. But if you can back yourself up about the facts of why you believe this, mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying this because, look, we have the numbers here that say there was a, uh, what do they call it? What do they call it? They do a pan, not a panel, um, what do they call it when everybody, not votes, but what do they call it? Remember they did the black thing and they decided what, what shows had black writers on them. Um, you mean graphs, it? charts? Yeah, whatever. You know, they do those. They didn't have graphs, charts, and projects. You know, so, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know them things. A survey. Survey says ice cream. <laughs> He's special, y'all. He's special. <laughs> um, but yeah, so and there's numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if as long as you can back yourself up, then sure. the person who you might be offending mm-hmm. can't say anything to the fact that you're telling the truth. Right. If you're just coming out with an opinion right. about something, like there's a big actor friend of mine who is on a show. Motherfucker, I'm talking about you right now. God damn it. <laughs> who is on Twitter and stuff all the time saying exactly what I said. Like, he will post something and be like, hey, everybody, um, guest starring on this particular show. So, you know, tweet it. And then when the show comes out, he'll be like, see, this is to all y'all motherfuckers who did not post my shit. That's literally how this motherfucker, and you recognize this person, (laughs) okay? And I'm just sitting there going, this person is not going to be working that much doing shit like right. this. Right. And he's like calling out his own fans, mm. not acknowledging the one of us who posted the shit, yeah. right? Yeah. First of all, are you following me, Mr. Celebrity? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you feel me? I swear to God, this person is seriously, I'll tell you like, it's not, this person it's not, is seriously, it's not, it's not my address, is it? No, okay, thank not. God. <laughs> no, he's not dumb. He's, he's not stupid like oh. that. No. You um, didn't watch my show. Well, you know what? Okay. Ain't, no, ain't nobody gonna watch it now. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole other show. That is funny. Because we might eventually have that person on one day. <laughs> I'll tell you later. And I would anyway. have to do a clap back to you like. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I see it, I'm just like, really? You know what? People can do what they want to do. Like I said, I say some stuff on Twitter. Oh, I don't mind it. And but I'm, you back yourself up. Yeah, I try yeah. to. You know I, mean? well, I try yeah. to. And even if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> No, if I'm wrong, nine I'll times be like, out of ten, you no. have a reason. Yeah, and it's like yeah. if I'm wrong, it's like you know what? I, I but I'm I'm like my hero, Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. I am willing to change and learn, and yes. hey, come up with a different opinion. Hey, yes. you know what? I may reconsider. For example, mm-hmm. not Wait to for it. not no no. <laughs> for example, I said some things about get on up. Uh, 
podcast is flawless. Mm. But I had some problems with some things, mm. you know, and I put it out there on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know. But hey, I put it out there and <laughs> I will stand by it. Some people got mad. Some people came at me on Facebook yeah. like, how do you? I'm like, you know what? You, you, you need to Google me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you're messing with. Okay, but, no. you know, if you could convince me of something, I would definitely change my mm-hmm. mind, you know. Okay. But, you know. Sometimes you just have to say some things, and that's what they usually tell you. Before you say something on Twitter or write something, mm-hmm. wait a day, mm. and then come back. And if okay. you feel strong, and, and then do it. Okay. But I'm so curious to know who this person is. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that, do you, Steve? You're not. You don't, uh, I, what's I, the craziest I, thing you've said on social media where you're like, ooh, damn. Uh, I can't take that one back. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, honest, honestly, I rarely tweet, but when I do... <laughs> What does that sound like? Didn't he? He's like, y'all motherfuckers. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It almost sounds like the commercial's like, you know, I don't always (laughs) go sick. Yes, I do. That's right. Yes, but when you do, Steve, what happens? Um, You know, I find uh, that... well, I don't know. You know, the last time I, I tweeted something about uh, a car, and I suddenly got all these followers from Buick and, and Ford and everything like that. <laughs> so I think next time I'm going to... Uh, Did you hashtag some shit? Is that I, why? <laughs> yeah, I hashtag some stuff about a car. And, and, and uh, But I, I, think, I think the next time I'm just going to hashtag, you know, agent. You know? <laughs> That's hilarious, because today, just today, uh, like, I follow, I follow uh, Naomi I Campbell. Follow I follow Naomi Campbell, <laughs> yeah. because she's one of the gods. She's one of the gods. <laughs> She a vampire too, bitch. She a vampire. I recognize that. I recognize her eternal usefulness and her power <laughs> with the cell phone. I understand this. <laughs> That's why she needs to hire me you to be her personal funny? assistant. You know what's funny? What? So we was watching Project Runway last night. Yeah, I was watching Project Runway, motherfuckers. <laughs> I was watching Project Runway last night, mm-hmm. and they were doing a throwback to like 1994 or something, and they had the pictures of all the contestants of how they looked in 1994. One of them right. was two, one of them was 20, one of them was four, whatever. <laughs> and they showed Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn looked just like what he said right Oh, my now. God. Let me write like, that. Tim, Tim Gunn is a fucking vampire, Let me write bitch. that down now on my list. <laughs> Tim Gunn. I have, to add it. I have, I have this list of, of, not, of celebrities. He still had gray hair. <laughs> In 1994, this motherfucker yes. looked exactly the same. But, hey. Wearing the same suit, but, too. That motherfucker, same suit. That's all I'm saying. There's, there's, <laughs> there's your premise for a, a screenplay there right there. There you go. Mm-hmm. But no, but just look at the... the I, that's why I think a lot of these are like robotic follows on mm-hmm. them. You know, those like bot follow things. Because mm-hmm. I just posted up a picture of her. She had posted a picture. She was out. It said fisherman mm-hmm. on a boat somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, and I just retweeted like, oh, look at her. And next thing you know, I got like this random fisherman. So you know how you read people's yeah, stuff? I'm sure. like, well, maybe this fisherman is a screenwriter or a sci-fi writer. <laughs> just a fisherman. Okay. He gonna learn today. <laughs> it's gonna be unfollow real she fast. Gets, <laughs> she gets like random people who follow her because they don't right. realize. What type of what the, Did you get like I get pre- you know I get lots of preachers that follow me. <laughs> you, you know what it is? I guess it's because a lot of times because there's a vernacular that that me and my Twitter friends that we use. Like we'll say things like "Oh my God!" Like G A W D was spelled God or oh, yeah, yeah. Lord. L-O-R-D-T. Like, there's certain <laughs> funny things. And I think there's a search engine that says anything like Lord and Jesus. Uh, and I think they automatically follow. Okay, right, and then okay. immediately when I get the app that tells me, you have, you got six unfollowers today. <laughs> Inadvertently, I go back and look. Yeah, it's the preachers. That's, who... funny. <laughs> That's why you yeah. should let them fucking listen to. Just but, I'm so glad, but I'm so glad you brought up, like, just talking about social media in terms mm-hmm. of social media and writers. I think it's a great way... For writers, are you connecting with any other writers on on Twitter? Yeah, I try to. I try to. Um, and and actually, I got uh, 
I don't know, maybe 70. I've, I've met a couple of different follow, uh, writers through uh, following back and forth through mm-hmm. Twitter. So are you um, looking like TV writer chat and stuff like that? Or are you yeah, yeah. Like and then they, they follow me and mm-hmm. they find me and, you know, and, and back and forth. Um, it just, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a great opportunity, but you, like I said, it's just, it, there's almost, for me, it's almost, there's almost too much pressure. Like, I, I, cause I think in terms of, okay, I'm if I tweet it, it's out there and it, it's, it's, it's got to be good. It's got to you represent know? you. Yeah. As yeah. the person you want to be. And I, the way you talk represents exactly who you yeah. are. There's no whole. Yeah. What you get on Twitter is pretty much what you get in person. Yeah. I, yeah. I do have to admit, like a lot of people. Cause I do tweet a lot mm-hmm. because I follow a lot of amazing people mm-hmm. and I have like really all kinds of different interests, but honestly, I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. And people are always surprised. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah. No, no, no. I, I can be, I, no, I can be gregarious and I can interact and do all that kind of stuff too. But if it's like one-on-one just doing something, you will find me nine times out of ten slipping away from people like, okay, I'm great. Great to see everybody. And I'm ready to go. I need to go recharge my batteries. Yeah, you be doing the drive-by, huh? uh, No, I do. And what happened to Lisa? I thought she was here at this writing event. Like, I'm there for a little bit and I can't take it anymore. No. <laughs> Can't take me nowhere. So <laughs> Y'all should have seen that. Okay. I'm oh, knocking my microphone. Knocking his microphone over. now. You know, but it's like, and disappear. You know, uh-huh. but it's, I think it's the writer in me that does that. Cause I almost feel like, I hate to say it, that most, I'm, I find most things that are interesting in my own head and in mm-hmm. my own company and in my own solitude. Well, you were talking about, since we're talking about. Which writers shouldn't do. You've got to like get out and mingle yeah. And, yeah. and meet and do that. So I have to yeah. force myself. Yeah. Well, you were talking about, since we were talking about, um, uh, would you say media? Would you say um, social media? Social media, right? And let's talk about you. You talk about something on your on your bio about um, the 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 working the right channels. Let's talk mm-hmm. about yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. For for the people who don't know, like what what are you talking about? I mean, you... you know, I think the working the right channels is it's it's doing what you need to do to kind of. It's not just about sitting in a room mm-hmm. and and writing a great script. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it is. It's about being out there on social media sure. and networking with other writers and tweeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, getting to know people on Facebook. Uh, you know, uh, you know, going doing taking any opportunity that you can to meet people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, whether you know whether it be a pitch fest or a, a, a mixer of some sort. You know, and, mm-hmm. and and which I always find funny, just because most writers want to stand in the corner and oh hang, hang by the punch bowl. That is me, but. Really? I but, pitch a tent and I'm like, I don't really yeah. want to deal with you people. <laughs> but you know, on the other end of it, you look at the, you know, I mean, the producers are looking for somebody not that's going to hang in the corner and not want to be able it's to true. talk to you. They, they, they want somebody that's, that's not one to necessarily say gregarious, but just, mm-hmm. you know, a normal person that can, mm-hmm. that you can work with. I mean, everybody, I think, I, I think one of my biggest preconceptions that, that got burst really quick when I got out here mm-hmm. was that the writer is, that person that hangs in the room and by themselves and doesn't have to <laughs> socialize. But, and, and that, that working as a writer is different than any other job. And mm-hmm. it's not, you know, if you, th- it, 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 the, the, the people that are going to hire you and, and want to work with you are going to be the same type of people. And, uh, on a certain level that, that would hire you to work at, at a McDonald's or a Starbucks or, right, sure. or you know, anything well, you they want to, they want to interact with you. They right. want to talk to you. They want to, they want be, you, they want somebody that's going to be fun to be around and fun to work well, you with. Know, that's a big misconception yeah. <clears throat> about film writers. Mm-hmm. A lot of film writers are introverts, right? Because they think, well, I'm a film writer, so I don't right. really have to deal with the writer's room, but they right. fig- they forget once you, I've been in development on probably seven different right. film projects. And you were in a room with producers mm-hmm. or your development producer. You go into their office, yada, yada, yada. You have to still interact. 
Right. You still have to have a writer's room with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You still have to have that. So people always think, well, you know, I don't really need to be, oh, I don't like going no. to Jen Grisanti's right. events. I don't like doing blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you got to get used you to that. Gotta, right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do not want to work with somebody who's sitting there quiet. Yeah. And you, and, and <laughs> you, you know? have to think about uh, just how you present yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. um, Max Landis, the son John Landis, who, who's, who's incredibly successful mm-hmm. with selling specs and, and everything. Um, you know, I was listening to him pitch something as an example. He was talking about how to pitch. Mm-hmm. And, and just in general, um, he, he did a quick pitch just like, here's an idea I have. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing how he, just listening to him, how he took you into the story, how well mm-hmm. he was able to tell you the story. Mm-hmm. And, and he, even when he was talking, he talked about the fact that he, by nature, wasn't a very good – he wasn't very social or mm-hmm. uh, as a kid as he grew up and things like that. But he was unbelievably – magnetic as a personality when he particularly when he started talking about his writing mm-hmm. and talking about you know a story and things like that and you know I, you know you, you hear the name landis and you immediately get skeptical of like well of course his father mm-hmm. but then you hear him talk mm-hmm. and you go well his father didn't get him that far nope. and because clearly he knows how to tell That's a story right. he knows how to present himself mm-hmm. to, right. to these people will get you in the door you yeah. gotta stay there yeah, yeah. he may he yeah. may, may have gotten his foot at the door because mm-hmm. of his father but clearly he's got some incredible talent and he sure. knows how to get into a room mm-hmm. and 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 sell his ideas and 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 engage a person in a story and make someone go i want to work with that guy mm-hmm. you know i mean that, and that that's kind of the secret i think most writers particularly when they start getting in the business don't realize is that they've got there there's the other level of being able to interact with people mm-hmm. which most writers can't do <laughs> yeah. but uh, they've got they've got to be engaging they've got to be fun to be around uh, you know and or or at least have you know strive to do that you know and i think those, that's a skill that you can learn to do yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. absolutely you know because it's even habitual. though I, even though i say that you know mm-hmm. like oh i'm re-, but you wouldn't know it no, when not you at see all. me in the room like i mixed up but no. my thing is the writer in me i i love watching people mm-hmm. and i like making character sketches mm-hmm. so a lot of times if you see me at an event and i'm like hey how's it going and whatever and then i sit in the it's because You're i'm watching folks. people i'm studying yeah, i'm yeah. listening to dialogue mm-hmm. i'm i'm actually working in my mind sure. you know and so a lot of times you just have to like break out of that and just think this is your career. This is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we um we did yourself. we did an episode a couple of episodes back about staffing on the on on a TV show, mm-hmm. and then we were talking about um, how when writers come in the room mm-hmm. to interview for because the biggest thing that people do that they don't even even a general it's a fucking interview right you know sure. they're there to see are you okay right am I gonna be cool with this cat yeah I read his script. Let me just meet this dude, right? right I right. like something about this girl, this guy, whatever. I need to meet this person. Mm-hmm. You need to be not only in there talking about your script, but you got to be talking about you. Mm-hmm. And specifically from a writer's point of view, Lisa and I talk about it all the time, who the fuck are you as a writer? Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I always talk about I love certain types of underdog characters. Just that caption alone tells you a little bit about me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what yours is. You know what yours is. And, mm-hmm. then, and you can get a sense What's your of voice? who mm-hmm. you are yeah. just by that. And I immediately start going, oh, well, hmm, we have this TV show where this one character is kind of a fish out of water. He's kind of an underdog. But you mm-hmm. start immediately right. going there depending on what you say your, your thing is. Yeah, yeah. 
But people instead want to go in and talk about, you know, oh, you know, I just really would love to be in the room mm-hmm. and experience what it's like to yada, yada, yada. I'm like, not you, motherfucker. You've got to be able to come in there and right. say, here's what I can give you exactly. that, you, that you don't already have. Right. You know, this is my voice. Right. This is this is what I, I'm going to give you an angle that no one else has. Right. And you got to be able to sell that right. idea to them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like really key. It's like because there's going to be so many people com- competing to get in that room. And you really have to seriously mm-hmm. think about what do I have that's different than all these other jokers right. in this room what is that essence what is your voice Mm because that's what they want Mm -hmm. you know i know you say this all the time a lot of people go into the writer's room like oh i'm just gonna sit here and be the good quiet one and listen and do everything you don't want to do i don't want to do too much i don't want to be standing out too much and it's like that's not what they brought you in for right (laughs) you know glenn mazara always talks about oh my god we talk about all the time he says the most important person in the room is the ideas person the person who's like, when everybody's like, shit, we don't have anything. He's like, oh, what if we do this? And he's like, no, right. I don't like that. Okay, what if we do this? No, I don't like that. Okay, what? I mean, that right. dude, mm-hmm. he said there's only a few people who can do that. Yeah. He like named like Kurt Sutter, mm-hmm. um, of course, Sean Ryan. People like that are just like yeah. off the top of their head. Yeah. Ideas, mm-hmm. ideas, ideas all day long. Right. That's right. the most important person in the room. Yeah, I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, I mean, you could always finesse and finesse the writing, sure. you know. But but coming up with the idea, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a boy meets girl, boy loses girl, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> boy finds himself with an atomic bomb or something. <laughs> hey, There's an idea. That's more interesting, yeah, 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 Exactly. Um, <laughs> Turn up that motherfucker. That, that's girl. that's the challenge. That, you got to find the people that can do that. Uh, yeah. still, you know, um, I, I think that. Uh, you can find you know anybody that as long as you can come up with the ideas that you can always finesse the writing over and over again until it gets sure. gets to a certain level that that people will will say that person mm-hmm. you know but it's the idea itself the hook mm-hmm. you know let's talk about one last thing let's okay. talk about um, before we get into your script okay let's talk about um, the writers group that you have okay because I've ran probably seven different writers mm-hmm. groups. I know, Lisa, you've had, you've been with Pilar and a bunch of other ones, right? Love Pilar, yes. by the way. Yes. And when we see Pilar today, we and her are going to have to have a little chat. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them what I, happened. I Tell them what happened. So what happened was, you know, I've been, Pilar, whenever I write a script, it always goes to Pilar first for whatever mm-hmm. because she knows how to like tell me, bitch, no. That's, that's, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's where I get that from. Like, uh-huh. she's just like, well, Lisa, no. And she, you know, she's awesome that way. <laughs> but, you know, I was in her writing group and stuff and I moved back down to San Diego and she replaced me with somebody else. I, I was it another sister? Happened. That's she what I heard. another sister in the space. <laughs> I was supposed to be the only one. No. She, I was just teasing a couple of my friends that are in the writing group. They're like, oh, we got somebody else. And I'm like, you, you replaced me? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, Lisa. She's always going to have other people in your place. But I'm, but I'm the special one. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I've been there for years, I'm bitch. I've been there for years. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's... Pilar is great, there. by the way. I've, yeah. I've worked with her for like 14 years. Oh, I mean, my God. Off and on. I've known her a yeah. long, long time. And mm-hmm. she's, I, my scripts go to her, too. Yeah. It's so, just like, yeah, give yeah. it to me straight. And, and one time I did not listen to her. <laughs> and uh, I sent a script in. I, oh, God. Was it? It might have been the Nichols or something. Mm-hmm. And no, I think, no, it wasn't the Nichols. It was something else. And it didn't do so well. And then I went back and did what she told me I should have done. <laughs> 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 we did much better. <laughs> Lessons learned. So let's mm-hmm. talk about your writing. Okay. Mm-hmm. What would you like to know? Oh, it, tell us about what you know. What your group is what well, my group are. is uh, it's it's just uh, we've been going together for about five years now. Wow, it's um, hard to keep a group together. It is. Long. It is hard, and and I I find sometimes I'm almost working so mm-hmm. hard on that that I'm. And you I, run the room. I run the room. Mm-hmm. I do run it. I run it like a writer's room. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we we bring snacks. We have water for everybody. Um, do everything we can to make it 
all they have to do is show up. Okay. Um, I, I kind of handpicked the initial group from, um, I was at a UCLA mm-hmm. uh, extension class on, okay. on, on sitcom writing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was telling my wife, it's like, you know, all we're doing is just getting feedback from back and forth. And mm-hmm. she's like, you should just start a group. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of started instead of paying attention to the class, I started watching the people in the class going, okay, that one gives good feedback. That <laughs> that's one, what I did. Yeah, that that's exactly that's what I did. Person. I like that person's uh-huh. ideas. I like uh-huh. that person's uh-huh. spec, you know, uh-huh. and, I, and I quietly went over and approached each one of them and said, uh-huh. look, I've got, I'm starting a group. Why don't you join us? And um, it's, it's been going on since then uh, for about five years. Has and, anybody had any success yet? Uh, I have one um, I, uh, person right now who's, I, I don't want to, um, his name's Eric, and, okay. uh, uh, but his, his material, I'm not going to say who it's going to right mm-hmm. now, but it is, he pitched and it is actually going to a, a major director right oh, now cool. uh, that is, is being pitched to. So, yeah, go mm-hmm. Eric. It's a good yeah. script. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, and, uh, and we're about to wait to see what happened. There's Jared, the guy I told you about, mm-hmm. who's been doing a lot of uh, 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 sketch stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we've got, I mean, I think one of the things that makes the group work is the dynamics is, are really good because everybody, there's, everybody has strengths, everybody has weaknesses. Uh, you know, that's some the people are, they're features, some people mm-hmm. are comedy, uh, and we bounce things off and some of us are more learned, or, or, I guess, learned is a word, I guess mm-hmm. it is today. Mm-hmm. And the, the more experience. <laughs> that's a new word, y'all. That's yeah. a new word for y'all. More, more experience. <laughs> and we have some people that are much younger that are, are, are just kind of getting their break a little okay. bit. And, uh, between that we, we get, I mean, it's, we take it, I think one of the secrets that we do. And this is a, for anybody who wants to start a writer's group. This is the this is the secret to keeping a group together. Uh, we have a timer set. Everybody mm-hmm. gets to go, and but we set the timer for twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. And the r- only rule is that person can do anything they can do want to do. But once the timer ends, you pass it on to the next person. So everybody gets a chance to go, but we never linger too long on anybody's material. Okay. And during that twenty two minutes, they're allowed to do anything they want. If you want to have p- pages read, if you want to just talk, if you want to pitch, if you want to get up and sing a song and dance. Mm-hmm. Um, we allow that too. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's up to you to do, to work that 22 minutes the way you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that way the group never goes too long. Everybody how many, how many guys you got? Yeah, we, we, we have had right now we have seven. We That's have had just, as many okay. as nine people in the group okay. at one time. And, uh, and it, and it, it, it's really worked out really nicely. Uh, and I, and I kind of present it, uh, you know, as I work it like a room and we, we take the attitude of brainstorming the material, yeah. Uh, taking feedback and 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 uh, and making notes and, and and trying to springboard off each other's ideas as much as possible sure. to build the material mm-hmm. uh, as best it can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a girl uh, in the group right now, Asha, I think, who has a really huge future in, in mm-hmm. sitcom material. Good. And uh, I'm I'm name dropping her right now because I'm okay. sure I don't know if she put listens, it out so. there. Give him a shout <laughs> out. Yeah. But uh, she's she's incredibly talented, smart, yeah. and uh, really young, and, and and has a really great future mm-hmm. uh, in particular. And uh, uh, there, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of good talent in, in a lot of different ways. And I think the secret was when we put the group together, we, we, we found people that were committed to coming because mm-hmm. we, we don't take the approach of this is we're going to sit down and talk shit or, mm-hmm. or, or, or shoot the shit or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We spent about 15 minutes when we first get, get in and we just kind of catch up and we talk about whatever's the latest TV or movies or whatever. And then, then we get to work. And when, when I say we get to work, we really approach it as this is school, mm-hmm. this is work, mm-hmm. this is a room, and we're, and we're going to get serious. And we're going to sit there and talk. And, we, and, I, and, and the trick is to always keep the focus. Never let people get off topic. Right. And keep saying, okay, guys, we're getting Have off topic. Let's come back. Like, Let's come back to where we want to focus on the scene. And that's why it's so important yeah. for – I've always ran all my writers room, but for whoever's running the room – I mean, your writers group room mm. – 
they got to be on the shit. They can't let them be lingering on. And, yeah. you know, there's got to be some consequences to some yeah. of this stuff, too. You know, you got to make them feel like this is super important to come. You know what I mean? There's got to be rules set up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Put in place. We, we, Otherwise, people will, you know, oh, I didn't do it today. I didn't turn it in. It's like, no, yeah. motherfucker, that's not. <laughs> we keep it loose as far as who brings what and when people bring mm-hmm. things in. But, I mean, we do hold people accountable about attendance. Because mm-hmm. that, you know, people go, well, you can send, I'll send, you know, send me the script and I'll give you notes because I can't make it this week. And, and, or they'll say, well, can I Skype in? And I'm like, no. No, it doesn't work that way. I agree. The idea is that you're in a room, you're brainstorming and bouncing off ideas mm-hmm. from each other. Because that's where you yeah. learn. You yeah, might absolutely. not be your day. Absolutely. But somebody might say something in a way that you'd be like, oh, I love how yeah. they... Right. Then you use that. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and again, it's, we, we approach it uh, for the people that have, uh, have been with the group for a really long time. Um, it, it, we've, it's, we've always approached it like this is a job. Mm-hmm. You know, we meet and, and we are here to get to work and make the best material possible when we do it. And, and, and I'm really proud of the people that are in our group and, uh, and some of the people that have moved on. Uh, we've had a, a one guy who was in the group for a while who's moved on. He's publishing uh, his own uh, graphic novel. Um, a couple of others uh, have had some stuff, I think, in development. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't touched base with uh, one of them recently, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and a couple that are doing some web series that are mm-hmm. and, nice. and stuff, and uh, and I I really think it's just a matter of time that before one of us really uh, launches into something. And, and that's and the key, so. you know. Lisa and I both were in um, a fellowship at USC mm-hmm. and Cosby Fellowship, and one of the first lessons that I learned was um, one of the guys, this guy Michael Ojakwe, the first TV series he was ever on. Mm-hmm. One of the other girls who was his close friend in there got her own show, and she brought in her best right. friend. On the show, and I always knew when I, I heard that story the first day I came there, yeah. and I was like, "Hmm," and I did exactly what you did. And I sat in the room. I went, "Okay, I like how yeah. I like him. I like her. They're not strong enough, but I like her. Yeah. She has potential." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boom! That's my yeah. group right mm-hmm. there. And I started it with them first, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. And we lasted for like two and a half, three years, yeah. and then I moved on to other people, and I started a group mm-hmm. there, and I yeah. started a group there. You know what I mean? And um, anyway, so that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Because generally in this business, that's. Once somebody makes it, usually the, how it works is you bring in the people you, you know because you know you their know. work. You know That's how right. they work. You know their their style. Mm-hmm. You know what they can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times if you yeah. go into like writer's rooms, mm-hmm. a lot of them are buddies from way back, exactly you know, or a friend of a friend mm-hmm. who could vouch yeah. for that person's writing. Oh, yeah. And, and we one of the things we do when we bring someone new into the group, we, we first thing we do is explain the concept of coattails. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And uh, and I saw just one more. Sure, uh, sure. Allison, uh, who is in our group, also just produced a show actually out uh, in Hollywood called mm-hmm. Conversations with Unstable Women, which was fantastic, fantastic stuff. Is it still going so, or is it off? No, it was, it was, I think she did it for two weekends. Okay, maybe. Yes, but I, all of our pe- all, all the people in the group are doing different projects Good. on different levels, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, I think it's just a matter of time before we okay. see someone whose coattails I'm hoping to jump yes. on the back of. Right. So that's how you always uh, have to look at. You yeah. have to applaud everybody else's success because guess what? That's the person who's going to be mm-hmm. like, "Hey, come with me. I'm going to bring you out with me." Well, now that I know that you write certain styles and stuff, I might have some stuff for you coming up too. Okay, so Lisa, no, I'll bring you in if there's some shit. Yes. Works. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, cool, man. Thanks, Stephen. Oh, I, appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yeah, it was a lot I of fun. I appreciate it. I yeah. appreciate it. So what we're going to do is you got a clap back today or you just want to get into the... Oh, no, I have a quick clap back. All right, let's do it quick. It's really quick. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, all right. It was very cute. Mm-hmm. Very family friendly. I'm in love with Groot and Rocket. <laughs> they should have been the stars of the movie. <laughs> They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing. I've been watching a lot of Marvel <laughs> films... And 
they're always been real. They are on a successful run. They mm-hmm. are like, they she's, have. She they, likes DC. That's what I'm a DC mean. girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I believe in talking across the aisle every now and then, like politicians. <laughs> I can work across the aisle. But this is the thing I'm noticing, and I'm kind of disappointed with Marvel in this. Mm-hmm. It's because when they were talking about some of their slates that are upcoming, Comic Con and stuff like that, I'm just disappointed that we don't have a Black Widow movie yet. Hmm. And um, so my clapback today, <laughs> for those of you who don't know, and Steve, my clap, usually my clapback is basically something happens in Hollywood or someplace, and I feel I have to speak on it. <laughs> you have to tell some people. So I have to tell some people something. So it's like, you know what? And I enjoy Marvel. I enjoy your movies. They're entertaining. They make me feel happy when I mm-hmm. leave. They're popcorn. I love watching the people who watch the movies mm-hmm. because I learn a lot from watching what they she like. She sits in the back row. Oh, I do. I purposely sit in the back, and I watch how the reactions, and it just it's just things that I just put in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. If I ever make a big tentpole movie, like what people really respond to. Mm-hmm. Because every time I go to a film, it's always a learning experience. Right. Like, I, I'm ruined for life. I can't just go to a movie. <laughs> so what I do is, I usually I go to a movie and I watch it and I study it. And then the second time I go to watch it to relax and oh, okay, okay, really get into it. It should yeah, be the yeah. reverse, but I, I don't, my mind doesn't work that way. But, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I really, I mean, I'm disappointed after the killing off in the comic book, one of the um, Avengers characters who's a female. But, Marvel. <laughs> 52% of the movie-going audience what are women. They? Who? 52% they who? are women. Them bitches. Fema- yes. <laughs> 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 they, we are there. And it's like, how are you going to keep giving us movies? So that's more than men. I've been trying to tell y'all. More than men. I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> more than teenage boys. I've been trying to tell you. <laughs> See? And not only that, but people of color go more times than anybody else, mm. especially Latino audiences. Interesting. It's really interesting, isn't that? We ain't got no Latino superheroes yet? <sighs> we don't even have Black Panther yet. And that's another thing it brings me to. Because <laughs> on one the of the arguments, on, one of the arguments. It's on the slate. It, it? That's what they okay. say. Yeah. But it's been on the slate for a long time that's now. Yeah, let's say I heard but that here's for the thing. A while. The story yeah. years ago, uh-huh. back in the olden days of Comic-Con, <laughs> The story, in quotes, the story was always, we just don't have the technology to make Wakanda come to life. Uh, All right, see, now you have no excuses now. uh You've got a talking tree. We got a talking tree that made me cry. Mm, You had a CGI raccoon Mm. with the voice of Bradley Fine Ass (laughs) Cooper. (laughs) That their friendship is magic. That's my cousin, by the way. That's my cousin. Like, literally, like the whole time, because you know, I'm just Chris Pratt, meh, you know, Mm. it's just that same old, same old. But when I grew that friendship and that, like, literally, I was boo hooing (laughs) at the end of the movie. <laughs> and I thought you can't go through. And I just I felt it. Like you got me, Marvel. God damn it, you got me. You got me. Okay. I, I, I can see de- I can see defeat. But I really wish you would really consider that 52% of the audience are women mm-hmm. and they buy a lot of stuff. So you really not just Black Widow, we need to have more female characters. You could have thrown in a couple of more females in Guardian of the Galaxy mm-hmm. that actually did something. You know. But I'm just saying, just open it up a little bit. 52% women. Okay. Think of all the little girls and costumes you could sell. At I'm thinking business wise. <laughs> Think of all the product you mm. could sell. That's true. You know, that's true. Little girls and super. And you got Wonder Woman. Hopefully, one day. <laughs> <laughs> Even though she should not be wearing high heels, running around in high heel boots. But I digress. But I'm just saying, Marvel, get your shit together. Okay. Fifty-two percent of the audience is female. We can't be waiting until 2019 to finally get a Black Widow movie mm-hmm. or finally get, you know, I'm, I'm giving up on ever getting a Black Panther movie. Now, didn't you mention, I'm giving up. Didn't you mention the other day they're coming out with the, um, 
Is it a black Captain America? What was it? Something. Well, in the comic books. Oh, in the comic books. Okay. They're doing the female Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Did you hear about that? Yeah. The, yes. Yeah. And they're doing, you know, Captain America. And, you know, they may eventually do the um, the little teenage black Spider-Man. I forgot his name. Oh, really? Yeah. The Port- he's Puerto Rican. Oh, really? Or Dominican. No, I think he's Dominican in the oh. comic books. And, you know, that could happen. So a little Latino you know, flavor. You know, I mean, there. it okay. could. You know, because, mm-hmm. like, I'm telling you, people, that you are missing out on money. Like, I really need That's to true. just work for Marvel Public Relations. <laughs> because when I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, when, I went, to Marvel? Gar- when I went to Guardians of the Galaxy, uh-huh. okay, <laughs> most of the audience was Latino. Really? Little kids, and they had all the gear. Like it was so sweet. They were running mm-hmm. around with their little little guns and things, and their little things with green. <laughs> little things you get from McDonald's. <laughs> and I was just thinking, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, you need to. And then I saw all the women that were in the audience, you know, of all ages. And I'm just thinking, man, this would really be awesome if you had more female characters in here that actually did something. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got Zoe. <laughs> who's, who's in every she's in everything. every big budget uh-huh. like she she's the only Latin, black latina they see like they ain't no other black people in the universe <laughs> except for zoe Santana. ain't no hey do your That's thing true. girl do your thing make your money boo boo make your paper <laughs> but just know there's 52 percent of an audience that you're missing out on that would come and would love and they buy the product they're there i see them at comic-con they are there just don't sleep on the marvel all right don't, don't sleep, sleep on them, them now don't sleep on them Speaking of don't sleep on them. See how that segued that? <laughs> did you see you did. that? See how, how smooth that was? She thought she was all cool. See how smooth that was? Pick it, pick it. Uh. <laughs> so with that, we're going to get into the don't sleep on them segment. For those of you who don't know, this is where we usually focus on a cool-ass young writer. Because you're young. What you, like 19, 20, something like that? He is 22. Something like that. As far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> we focus on a cool-ass writer who um, may have some success, but y'all ain't heard from his ass yet. That's all. You know, like he on about, the verge. Yeah, and what I like about this segment is that we don't we read it cold. Yeah, they've they've we're gonna do this one today. This is this is actually from Steve Daniels, and uh, he'll oh, we're t- doing Steve. He, yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, and he'll tell you about the script in a moment. Um, um, but yeah, that's all it is. It's just our time to focus on you know somebody you shouldn't sleep on. You mm-hmm. need to need to pay attention and hear their. So voice. all you agents and managers, I know I got a lot of y'all listening. You know, um, we got we got a big manager coming on next time we do one too. My cool. girl Jenny. Oh, so wow. Okay. Hopefully, I'll try to hook you up. Oh, great. Um, I got to hook you up, too, though. <laughs> you hear that, Jenny? You hear that? All right. Anyway, so let's get into this. Tell the people what it is, the genre, and um, we'll get into it. Maybe a replug on it or something to tell yeah. us? Yeah. Um, it's called Rockledge. Uh, you know, the best way I, I used to pitch it was if Billy Wilder directed a David Lynch script or David Lynch directed a Billy Wilder script. Okay. Uh, it's a, really about a, a writer kind of dealing with his own demons about... Uh, making choices of you know you know getting uh, you know what is pursuing his dreams or mm-hmm. settling into uh, his own happy you know his making choices for his own happiness and okay. it kind of just delves into this kind of very strange little world. This is actually the script that uh, Screenplay Festival really liked. Okay. Um, so oh, okay. so cool. it was the honorable mention. For Shout out to y'all, Screenplay Festival. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick Reynolds and y'all. All right, so um, let's get it in. All right. I'm going to read, uh, man, you're going to read Bartender, right? I'm going to read Bartender. All okay. right. Here we go. Fade in, interior, the Rosebud Bar, night. A shithole with smoke. A collection of the usual barflies and lonesome drunks sit in the place, contemplating their drinks. The door opens, and a man, early 30s, in disheveled clothes, stumbles into the place. He's out of breath and looks as if he's just seen a ghost. He walks to the bar with his face down on the floor. His right arm is carefully tucked under his coat. The bartender studies him for a moment. What can I get you? 
Where's your phone? The bartender glances down and notices how the man is hiding his arm underneath his coat. You look like the world just came to an end. You okay? The phone. Where is it? The man's abruptness irritates the bartender. There's a payphone in the back. The man starts to head that way, but the bartender grabs his shirt collar and stops him. For paying customers. You going to order something or what? (sighs) Sure, fine. Just give me a shot of whiskey. Okay, coming up. The bartender begins to pour the drink. The man heads to the back of the bar. He turns to the bartender and motions where he's going. In the back. The other patrons glance at the man curiously as he stumbles his way to the back. A blonde barfly, slutty but attractive, smiles at him flirtatiously. The man turns a corner and finds a small, old-style phone booth next to a unisex bathroom. He gets inside and lets out a groan as he begins to reach in his pockets. The movement is painful to him. He begins to empty his pockets. He lays a set of keys on top of the phone, then a subway map, finally a wad of cash. He reaches up again and pulls out a crumpled up postcard as change spills out onto the floor. Fuck. He lays the postcard on the phone, then groans as he leans down to pick up the change. Here. Startled, the man twists around, collapsing into the corner of the booth. He sighs relief when he sees the bartender standing over him. The bartender frowns but doesn't seem to care. Your drink. Thanks. Uh, Take a bill from the top of the phone. The bartender sets the drink down on the phone. He takes a bill from the wad and leaves. The man stays on the floor for a moment, catching his breath. Then, he pulls himself up again, letting out a groan of pain. He dials the number. It rings several times without a response. Come on, damn it. Be home. Another ring. Then finally, someone picks up. Then a male voice says, hello? Hmm. Okay. Cool. That's a good thing. Thanks. That's a good thing. I like uh, like the first line. Mm Mm-hmm. A shithole with smoke. <laughs> now we. I knew you were going to say you that. Know, as soon as I seen that, I was like, ding, 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 ding. Because, like uh-huh. we talked about um, uh, earlier, one of our other podcasts, we were talking about how when we do action scenes, mm-hmm. action scenes, and how a lot of times writers tend to do a little too much choreography when mm-hmm. showing the descriptions of things like yeah. that. We just need you to give us a little bit so that we can paint that picture in our mm-hmm. own mind. And the moment I read Interior Rosebud Bar Night, a shithole with smoke, you know what? I've been to some bars like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what it looks like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like the description, like, you know, the collection of usual bar flies. And then we get this man stumbling in and it, it the first page does what we always talk about, mm-hmm. our favorite thing. It, Curiosity. Yeah. Like, why mm-hmm. is he, like, I'm thinking, you know, most people are going to think, why is he hiding his arm? He about to rob this place? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And then you mm-hmm. start to slowly get a little bit of his character. You know, he's in pain. Mm-hmm. He's trying to get to a phone. He's mm-hmm. being abrupt. Like, there's an urgency to him that's a real subtle. It's not like, mm-hmm. I'm busting in and I'm coming in here like, oh my God, this terrible thing has happened. It's mm-hmm. like, he's clearly trying to just be really low key about it. Mm-hmm. He's in pain, but he really needs to contact somebody to help mm-hmm. him. So that, as I'm reading that, and you're getting the dialogue between the bartender and the man, you're just getting a little bit more till you get to the bottom of the page and you really want to know what happens next. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Yeah, you use a lot of a lot of cool things just to even explain. Because um, I do this too where if I don't want you to know the guy's name, I'll just call him man yeah. or something mm-hmm. like yeah. that until we reveal yeah. who this person sure. really is. Um, which I think is cool. But I even like... It's 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 not like something we've never seen in a, in a, in a script before. Mm-hmm. But I like to just say you know, he comes in in dis, dis, disheveled clothing, you know, mm-hmm. stumbles into place. It tells you about the state of mind, like Lisa was right, just talking right, about that right. he's in. And I'm curious. I was exactly where you were. Does he have a gun? What mm-hmm. is it? Why is his arm pinned? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So there was a lot of questions of who. 
And I like that you didn't waste time in the second paragraph. I like how you didn't waste time with too much busy bits. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Like, he's looking over here. There's somebody uh-huh. sitting over there. The uh-huh. bartender. There's not. It's just he's stumbling and he's disheveled. He stumbles. Yeah. He's out of breath. You know, the bartender studies him. And then we get right into the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I like to see. I mean, one of the things I implore is actually somebody taught me this. This is, uh, you know, the opening sentence should grab you mm-hmm. right off the bat, you know, and, and, and trying to think it, you know, it's going to be brief and, 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 and something that pulls you into something. And, and, and I, that a shithole of smoke literally dawned the whole, was the beginning of the entire script. I just kind of woke up one morning and went, that's an image. You can you see know? that. You can yeah. see that. Yeah. You totally really can. can. You really can. And, and, and from there, it's like, I just started seeing this idea of this image of this guy coming in. And, mm-hmm. and to be honest with you, I wrote the scene without knowing having outlined anything. I just wrote the scene one day mm-hmm. and, and didn't have any of the answers yet. Okay. And, but it, but it, it kind of, I love the idea that I was kind of like, what, 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 what but is you this kept guy's adding story? elements? Like he yeah. pulls out the money. He yeah. pulls out, you know what I mean? Now his arm is messed up, yeah. but you kept adding things. Yeah. To right. him, you know? yeah. So you knew what was supposed to be in the script though. No. Well, I mean, in the scope, you knew that it needed attention. No, no, yeah, yeah. Needed, I knew, you know I knew I mean? that there needed to be stuff that, that yes. he was, there, there, there were going to be clues to something that was going to lead up to something later. Mm-hmm. But I did, when I wrote the scene initially, it was sort of like, I need to kind of just, I, I wanted something just to pull in with questions, to draw the audience in. And mm-hmm. it was like the, the imagery was there and I just sure. kind of put it down on paper. Um, literally this, the, this scene itself sat by, uh, sat on, on my hard drive for, about a year before I actually could figure <laughs> things out and kind of go, okay, now I know where I'm going to go with this, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay. and, but you didn't want to forget it. So you no, just wrote it yeah, because I, I just yeah, love I love the imagery before. and everything. Sure. So, and and the, that was kind of what started everything. And then I started outlining and mapping it out once I kind of figured out what what he was doing, you know. But it was was that mystery, you know. Yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. it drew me in to write the scene just as much as hopefully it drew you in as a reader. Yeah, you know what else yeah. I like is it's very small, but he calls her a blonde barfly. Bar mm-hmm. You know, it's subtle, mm-hmm. but it's that, and there's that. It, it's that, and that alliteration too. A yeah, barfly. Bar fly. It's in a rhythm, uh-huh. and you keep it within the same sh- shithole with smoke. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be some sexy, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. She would be this bitch, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I could totally picture this girl, right? Yeah. You know, right. And also, I like on, on the, the just the top of the, the the second page where he begins to empty his pockets, mm-hmm. the items that he pulls out. That was very telling to me yeah. because one, I didn't see any like credit cards or anything. Uh-huh. You know, it's cash wadded up. So it's telling me a little something about him. Either he doesn't want to be found. Is it stolen? Is it st- yeah, mm-hmm. did he just and it's crumpled up. It's not mm-hmm. in a wallet or anything. So there's like little character clues that are mm-hmm. like making me curious like okay, he doesn't he's not a wallet. Mm-hmm. He's got a subway map. The subway map a- made, made me curious. Like right. the subway. Right, map, right. You know? A wad of cash, yeah. you know, change spills. Okay, he's going to need change for that, but it's not like it's not a wallet. You know what I mean? Right. It's like mm-hmm. crumpled up cat. Like most people, oh, in the cat, you know, whatever. It's like either he's on the run. So like I said, that little back of my mind is buzzing. Mm-hmm. Like, so why is he, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And it makes me want to keep reading and figure out what's going to happen next. Sure. Great. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. It's uh, kind of the, what can you tell about the character without telling away, giving away the story? Absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah. And yeah. the fact, like you said, it's just man. There's no mm-hmm. name, just yeah. man. It's mm-hmm. like. I want to know why he ain't got no name. Is, this, <laughs> is he going to die in the next scene? Like, they don't want me to get personally involved with this person because he's going to be Funny, dead. I always think that too when they just call somebody man, but right. then I start thinking, well, are they doing it because they're going to find out what his name is later? Right. You know, but anyway. Right. But good scene, dude. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank Very you. Good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate so it. So what genre is this? 
I would say it's it's a noir kind of thing. Kind of with David Lynch. It gets it gets very weird and kind of going down a spiral of a conundrum kind of thing okay. as, as it progresses. Is it going to be so. crazy like Mulholland Drive or something? Like uh, just kind of one, yeah, I, 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 would, I would say there's definitely some of that in there, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that so, kind of stuff. But, that. Cool. Like well, thanks a lot, Steve. Well, thanks Thank for having for me. This is a lot of fun. Show, man. Yeah, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Yeah. Um, so where can people find you? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, 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 my Twitter handle is at uh, Inky May, I-N-K-Y-M-A-E. Okay. Um, That's funny. I, like I said, I rarely tweet, but when I do, uh, you might get a bunch of more hits on yeah, that. Yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. So, uh, yeah, they can find me there, or um, you know. Um, that's probably the easiest place. Can can anybody um, hit you about joining your writers group that you have, or is that all? Uh, well, you know what? Um, we're pretty. Check Cause people are going to be emailing me. Asking yeah. Me, can they be, so I'm just curious. Um, we're pretty full right now, okay. um, but uh, you know they. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll leave you an email address. They can for, you can forward it to me, All and right, um, and then I'll I'll hold because when we have we, when we have spots open up, I do we do a pretty thorough. Um, Venting, uh, vet, vetting vetting process, vetting process. Excuse Gotta me. Got to do it. And uh, but <laughs> but you know we we do accept new members when we have space. Okay. So, Ooh. Lisa Lisa Cold Jam, where you at? I'm at Twitter. Okay, you can follow me on Twitter if you want to. Every week I always I like say, say, don't follow, don't me, follow me on Twitter. But no, you should because uh, we have a, a fundraiser I'm, I'm, I'm helping to participate in to help the Clarion Foundation for Science Fiction Writers. Uh, I have an anthology with a bunch of my Clarion 2012 class members. Uh, you can pay anything you want for this anthology. Okay. It's a pay whatever you want and mm. all proceeds go towards the Clarion Foundation. Cool. And the book is called The Red Volume because our theme, all of our stories have some Something to do with the color red somewhere in the story, but like I said, it's sci-fi, horror, crimson. fantasy, crimson. <laughs> yeah, it's called the Red Volume by the awkward my class, the awkward robots class of Clarion 2012. So yes, you can follow me because I'm going to be tweeting about that <laughs> forever, and then next month you can stop following me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. And I'm your host Hilliard Guest, and I am at Hilliard Guest on on Twitter. Um, you can follow our show at Screenwriters RR on Twitter. And uh, if you have any questions you guys want to submit and be considered for this, uh, as you see, don't, sleep, um, on the don't sleep on them segment, you know, we'll read your shit and promote you. You feel me? So hit me up at screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. All right. So thank you guys again, Thanks Steven, for me. Lisa. Great show. I hope you guys got some game out there. Um, and we will see y'all next week. Peace, y'all. Bye. <laughs> yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rant room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. Big as a brand. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the rant room. Ah!